Okay, cool. Hey, what's up, Heisters? We have not had a community call in a while, and that's probably because markets look they're kind of boring. We're in this like six percent range ever since the whole Luna debacle for about thirteen days now. Um, I will say, you know, I I've tried to get long in the form of calls, in the form of spot on various coins, which I'll say in a second. Um, for two weeks going on three now. This is the third week. Um, mainly trying to play for a squeeze to the upside. So I don't think it's going to be a squeeze anymore because most of the shorts have technically closed. Um, I will post some charts of like ETH shorts closing. And actually, I'm going to do that now in um, the live stream chat. So this is ETH shorts. I just posted in live stream chats. It's if you're uh, on mobile, you have to like go to the left hand side and go to that or click that um, chat. And then if you're on a computer, you ha you can just see your uh, on the left hand sidebar. You can see live stream chat. The first one is uh, ETH shorts, and um, this one is BTC. I don't know why I included RSI in there. I think it was just by default. So most of them are, are pretty much closed now. And, you know, that's for good reason. I think the majority of the down move is done. Um, most people I'm talking to in my circles are, like, trying to position themselves long. Mostly in spot. If you've been trading perps or futures or anything like that, um, unless you get, like, super extreme side of the range like shorting the, the top side of the range which for btc is like i would say 30k um and the bottom so you would short 30k um on the flip side you would long like somewhere like 28 29k these moves are very very tight guys it's very pvp which if you don't know what that means you're basically trading against other people like very very sophisticated traders that are remaining in the market so that's why it's been kind of tough for the last i would say two weeks or so um last week there was something that happened that i'm not sure you know everyone picked up on but one of the fed chairs I forgot who berlin i think it was ballard um said that we might be able to you know pause the hikes um potentially later this year like q4 or early 2023 like q1 2023 and that's kind of uh, what helped us draw an ugly bottom on spy i think last week was the 20th was a lot was friday so on spy um you had like huge huge buy uh, orders come in at the end of the day and uh oh it was bostic Okay, thanks. So Bostic. So yeah, like, you know, towards, uh, I think it was like midday or towards the end of the day, there was tons of buying. Um, we went from like, we bought them to like 380 for SPY. Uh, that was kind of a good place to get long on calls, in my opinion, for SPY. And the reason why I bring up SPY, even though we're mainly crypto traders, is because these days, I feel like SPY and BTC are being traded by the same people, even though there's a lot of people saying that there's going to be like this decoupling 
Um, I haven't really seen it yet, and I don't think we will in the near future. It would be nice to, because it's been pretty abysmal in crypto world. But I'm still trying to get long here because when we do have a bear market rally, they tend to be very violent. They tend to be very abrupt, and it tends to catch a lot of people off sides. So it's like you're seeing this. You're you're probably feeling like okay, yeah, this is looking completely garbage. We're gonna see 20k BTC next. Ethereum 1500, 1400 next. Spy like 360, 340 next. Um, yeah, those are like super ultra bearish targets. I'm not saying it can't happen, but we have to we have to have to understand that like Luna Luna just took out those shorts that rode Luna down from like 80 to zero. Um, they're those that move is done. So like if I'm a bear, I wouldn't be super inclined to be opening up new fresh fresh new shorts. Um, but if I'm a bull, you know, like I'm trying to long this, but then there are still people trying to get out of spot position positions or like unwinding um you know un unwinding some stuff on their books to make sure like if they're if they're a fund like they need to sell some BTC because their risk is too, they're, they're too exposed. I can see that happening now, which is what, probably why we're in this 6% range for the last 14 days or so. But as, eventually this has to resolve in one way or the other. Um, and yesterday I mentioned this in the inner heist. I would not fade whichever way this breaks out because it's probably going to do so in like a fashion where it goes 10% down um, if it's, if it is down which i don't think it will be um like 10 percent down from 29k 30k so that move i would probably short that if it falls below 28.6k is what i'm looking at this wick um if it breaks out of like 30.3k i'd probably be interested in following that trend upwards um target would be 32.7k to the top side and then to the bottom to the downside maybe like 26.5k i think that wick that was um printed on may 12th went as low as 25.4k i don't think we'll get that low if we do break to the downside um at least for the immediate next move mainly because people probably have stink bids there and they're trying to front one front run that wick the wick already showed us like where the demand was and now it's definitely at 25k we didn't we didn't actually go to 25k it actually went it actually stopped at like 25 point 20 and $61 on Bitstamp. Might be slightly different if you're looking at Binance or KuCoin or OKX. Um, that, is my, that is my opinion. So in short, I am trying to get long still. It's been a uh, really, really boring 14 days. If you're in futures, probably, unless you're like trading on five minute timeframes, you're getting chopped up. Um, but if you're trading spot, I mean, you haven't really moved like six percent a six percent position is like not that much volatility given i think ivs are now trending at like 80s or 90s let me see 90 for 93 for ethereum 82 for btc for the devol index so you know that that's pretty low like the realized volatility i would say is pretty pretty low um and that shows in price action as well the time to short vol was like may 12th when this whole like luna debacle happened and I think I posted that on Twitter. Um, equity, so Berlin, you want to you want to jump in, talk about equities? Twitter, Tesla, cost fat red candles. Bouncing back. 
You're talking intraday stuff. Yeah, it was just on the minute, minute candles. Um, no, not much to add. I, I still think the the big headline is liquidity, and we're we're like everything is at the whim of the liquidity cycle. So I'm curious. I'd be more interested in seeing where. So retail is definitely washed like year to date, right? They're just destroyed. Institution, the hedge funds destroyed, especially the ones who were chasing PLs post 2021, right? They got if they were net short. Like the Melvin Capitals of 21, right? They're destroyed, um, which is the worst timing possible because if they could have made their way over to like last until January 22, they would be like their traditional long short books would be really well balanced for a market that occurred between let's call it January and now, right? That's that's that would have been their bread and butter. But from what I'm hearing, my circles is there's going to be a lot more. Um, Pretty much insolvent hedge funds that you're going to see being coming coming out of the woodworks in the next couple of weeks, um, or actually let's call it six weeks because we they they probably want to go into Q2 for redemptions. So it it, it it can it bounce out of relief and you know potentially a short short squeeze. Yes, for sure. I think there's a lot of conditions that are, are kind of pointing into that. The mark indicators are another one. Just a lot of sell side exhaustion. Um, I, I I just don't know where all that capital is going to come from because. We entered this kind of neutral state post OPEX, right? Post last Friday. And it seems like no, we're, we're in this no, no man. Land. Yeah, exactly. We're in this no man's land and no one wants to go in and size and push the market necessarily one direction or the other, which tells me that there is no conviction for direction here. That's literally what it means, which you can see, as you said, we're in this tight 6% range. A little different between equities because they didn't have they've been they've been getting like grinded down whereas crypto has had very um obvious catalysts for why btc was pulled down from the 30s down to the 20s right we had the 80k in btc being sold or potentially being sold we still haven't really truly ended that saga yet with doquan um so i i think i think there's like there's definitely trades to be made here I just don't think anyone should go out and be a hero. Like I, just for example, like I, like thanks to Seven and, and Shaggy and there's a lot of good eyeballs. Um, I'm sizing these down to like maybe five percent of my entire like liquidity on 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 the exchanges. That's how small it is because I like it could re- easily blow up the other way. Um, I'm I'm talking both short and long, right? So I've been stretching my DCs out from pre like. In a normal market, I probably DCA like three to five times. I have my DCA ladders up to ten times now. So, like, if I have one position, my open order book looks like there's twelve other orders on the pipeline. But that's because of how quickly this like low liquidity environment is driving um, price action. Mm. Yeah, I would say we might be primed for a short risk, like a short term risk on. Until next FOMC, which I believe is like June twentieth ish, June thirteenth uh, or something like that, and then June fifteenth, one of those, yeah. Uh, but I have it up, yeah. Uh, June fifteenth, yep, you got it. Yeah. So OpEx was last week. Um, for those of you who don't know, like if um you were in any derivatives positions, options, or futures, especially. On, at the end of the month, there's a, usually a lot of collateral that's unleashed or unlocked, and then it can be redeployed in any other way. Basically, what Berlin just said was that there's, after the OPEX last week, there's not really been any action at all this week. 
But I do want to point out um, they might wait until the first of the month, right? Because that's usually when those algos trigger. So Wednesday of the first is uh, next. J sorry, J June first is next Wednesday. Can't speak. So maybe we see some action there. Um, I'm, I'm now, glad you brought up. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say that's not to say that it's going to be. They're making decisions now whether or not to deploy or. Don't forget, quarter end is coming up, and that's the bigger one. Quarter end is end of uh, end of uh, of we June. We got six more weeks. Yeah, I want to quickly add. I'm glad you mentioned June first. I it's either June first or June third. That's when taper begins on that Junio. date. Junio in Spanish, because I'm trying to learn Spanish. Junio, okay. Junio uno is oh, or cool. Junio. What how do you say three? Tres, tres, yeah, or right. Junio. But I'm going back to English. June 1st, because no one else is speaking Spanish. It's just you. <laughs> <laughs> is it mandatory for all heisters? No, no, no. To, they all know so, that so, Spanish, so we'll, 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 so, uh, I'm glad you brought that date up, because we haven't had a taper ever. <laughs> we're, not, we're talking about like QT, right? Like We haven't had one start in earnest. Uh, and that the balance sheet actually go backwards. The time is that we did was 2018, um, and we all know how that one ended. So it's it, June first is going to be interesting. There's going to be definitely be some fireworks. We don't know how the liquid, like the liquidity factor, gets changed there or directionally. We know we just don't know. Like I forgot who made this analogy. Powell is essentially right now. He's kind of a doctor. He's he's poking you and saying, "Hey, does this hurt?" And you know he's like pulling strings. Like, hey, does that hurt? Touch you, like slapping you on the face. Does that hurt? That's that's what's happening here. Like we're, we we we're we're removing accommodations one by one, like piece by piece. And he's essentially testing the market for pain points. Um, June first is going to be one of those, and it's a new one that we haven't experienced in many 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 quarters. Uh, four years to be exact. Well. Not exact, but four years is when the last time we made an attempt at doing this. Um, and a quick recap, that's when credit, so in Q4 of 2018, that's when um, high yield and junk bonds blew out. And that's when the Fed pivoted. So I understand we're, 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 crypto, we're crypto here, but it's not to say that you shouldn't be following the bond market because that's what's driving, that's what's driving the rest of macro. It kind of follows interest rates, bond market, equities, and then we're at the furthest out on the risk curve, right? Us and crypto is kind of like now we're at the whims of it. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, by the way, uh, if you guys have questions, we're going to take them in a moment. So think of any specific ones if you want um, starting now. But I want to add something. So bonds look interesting to me. Um, if you got into them a little early, I can see why you might feel a little impatient right now. Um, precious metals also look a little interesting, gold and silver. Um, in terms of like getting long on them. The other thing is like, let's, let's talk about the crypto version of bonds because I know most of us are degenerates in here. So what I noticed that's interesting is that like the narrative is the, the people who are still buying narratives, um, are still in this market. So Tron, for example, TRX, um, is, uh, Justin Sun's coin and after Luna, and this was just bad timing, I mean, the, or coincidental timing. So Luna and UST failed, right? 
Um, and then Justin Sun introduces his, you know, saving grace because everyone's looking for yield in this, uh, in this, in the bear market. Uh, I would say we've been in a bear market for like five months now. And, you know, the, Luna had an amazing run up for the last five months, um, multiple multiples and multiples on your money. And then, of course, if you just wanted to play the UST, you would you'd get your 20% um, APY. So that's that's dead. But people are still in the market looking for these narratives. Um, and if you see TRX chart versus like BTC, I mean, it's it's been comparatively BTC has just been flat. Uh, but TRX has been on a run. And this morning I was checking DeFi Llama and I saw DeFi Llama had uh, shown a $1 billion increase in TVL on on um, Tron. And I think that's the USDD uh, thing that I posted in major announcements. Last week, KuCoin, if you're in the US, I know not too many people um, are in the US that are heisters, but like, uh, um, if you are in the US, KuCoin had this like 60% APR promotion that's prorated to seven days. Um, and I and I told everyone I was gonna do a little punt, so I put 10K in there. And I think, actually I didn't do the math, but I didn't expect to make like 115 bucks or whatever it was on the 10K in the week. It matured yesterday. So now there's still 30% um, up for grabs and that's the, that's the narrative, right? Once Luna has died, Somewhere, we need to park this money somewhere, the, the remainder of it at least that has survived from the, the entire crash. And people I think are actually looking at USDD, even though we know we knew the fate of um, Luna, of, of course, 2020 vision in hindsight. But like, you know, you, you would think that after this, people would, your initial thought would be, oh, now we're never gonna touch this type of product, DeFi product ever again. But no, actually, in crypto, it's it seems like, and this has always been true. The new and sexy thing usually um, gets all the eyeballs and gets all the money and gets all the attention. So um, I'm going to keep out keep an eye out for this narrative. I think I do want to get long TRX. Um, I think Shaggy also you posted and correct me if I'm wrong, Shaggy, but you posted this like a while ago. Like you know, there's something boiling in TRX. Even Justin Sun tweeted something was happening in TRX. Apparently this was it. That tweet was like two months ago though, I believe. Okay. Does, uh, yeah, Shaggy said he posted three days ago. Um, for equities, I'm interested in spy calls, June, June 10th expiration. Again, I'm playing this whole like, June allocation, hopefully they deploy instead of uh, pull back. But definitely, I mean, I, I want to say something that might have gotten missed in the stocks channel. So in the stocks channel, I said that, what's it called? So on May 14th, I said, at the end of the day, when we do get a bear market rally in equities, whether it's starting here at 380 or 360 or 330, I can't trust that it's pico bottom until Fed has completed its agenda item of calming down inflation. So if you're trying to get long for the rally, do it, but keep in mind that the rally will be sold off into and it'd be very surprising to see new all-time high in 2022 unless something significantly changes in the macro landscape with regards to inflation, growth, Ukraine-Russia wars, supply chain stuff, etc. So, you know, don't don't immediately basically I'm just trying to say, you know, everyone's going to be super euphoric when it happens. Do not just think that suddenly this is a regime shift 
and that we're going to be up only for the next six months. I think that rally would happen in a very short time period, like with like the uh, the amount of you know down. We've been like eight weeks down, only two months. The the up the uh, the bear market rally would probably be a week or less, right? And then I think we we're going to resume down only at the end of it. Whether it's four hundred five spy, right, or like thirty three k Bitcoin, thirty two point seven k Bitcoin, I think I would close all my longs, get rid of all my spot. Or like eighty percent of it, right? In case it continues to run, I want to have that twenty percent um, of my bot spot buys um, for the extra run up, if there is any. Close all my longs, um, get rid of eighty percent of spot, and then I would actually buy puts. I'd be buying puts for month end June or probably July, and then for BTC, and I would buy it for spy, and I would buy it for ETH. Maybe I would. I don't really trade futures too much, but maybe just play a small amount of futures shorting alts because, man, when the alts drop like 10% and you're in a 5x short, that's where money is made in bear markets. Things always climb up slowly, elevator up, and then staircase up, and then elevator down is the same. Okay, I'm going to pause. Does anybody have any questions? Feel free to go uh, off mute, or you can even type it in the live stream chat if you don't want to... Uh, if you want, if you don't want to speak, I already know who's going to ask the first question. It's going to be Ariel. Actually, I wanted uh, wanted to ask something. Meta sent here. Um, the two thousand eight two thousand nine uh, crisis, and then which started the bull market uh, afterwards. It was totally driven by QE. So uh, from this perspective, if we now make the QT, um, shouldn't it fully reverse? <laughs> so it's something which which I keep in, in my in the back of my mind uh, that we should get lower than 2008, 2009 lows even after this bear market. I don't know. That would be pretty brutal. Um, I get your logic. So... What we went from from March 2020 or April 2020 when the Fed started doing all the printing was expansion. Um, now we're 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 not expanding anymore. So there's a good uh, there's a good analogy. You're driving a car, and when you're expanding the economy, you're pressing on the gas. You're adding money, or or printing money in this case. What we've been doing in the past couple of months is taking our foot off the pedal, and you know, mm. not adding, not adding anymore. Eventually, and I think Berlin alluded to this earlier, is that on June first, um, or is he going to announce it at the FOMC? I don't know if it's June first or FOMC. But then, yeah, now we're going to start going in reverse. But this has been. I would caveat this because, I mean, seeing seeing a weight levels would be quite insane because this has been telegraphed already. I think a lot of it. Um, is priced in like maybe 70, 80% priced in, 20% not, 20 or 30% mm. not priced in. But to see 08 levels again, that would that would uh, be very, very surprising. Like the, the goal is not to, their goal is not to, you know, spiral us into a recession. The Fed's goal is not to spiral us into a recession. They just want to calm down inflation. Yeah, I guess, I guess it, at one point they will realize that, that they overdid. 
I would say Powell hasn't seen um, anything super alarming yet to him that would cause him to reverse course on what he has been doing. And, you know, he's going to keep going. I think Berlin said this, so I'll take it word for word. Like, he, he hasn't um, seen anything really break yet. And, and until he does, then he's not going to really step in. I would think that he would consider things a little broken if we see, like, 340. Pre, like, right before the COVID crash, I think Spy was, at like, trading at 330s or 340s. I think that, mm. you know, that would be where where he might draw the line in the sand so you know there's this concept of the fed put medicine i'm pretty sure you're uh familiar with it because you watch a lot of macro stuff we i was looking for um mm-hmm. some on twitter from like my other peers about where the fed put is and right now to be frank i don't think there is one because it's not even come up to the question yet like things aren't really super broken um when when it does happen though I would say it's like somewhere between 320 and 360 in my in my spy chart that I posted in major announcements. Somewhere around 360, 320. We saw we saw China yeah. step in like a, a month ago. They they announced uh, stimulus. I can add to this real quick. So I understand the uh, the kind of like going back to the fractals of 09 and and 2008, um, being QE driven. Um, for us to fall back to like SPY, let's call it like sub sub 2K on SPX and sub sub 200 on SPY, that assumes that all of the growth since 09 is directly owed to QE, which is not true. There was actually organic growth. Yeah. If you strip out, yeah, so you strip out like GDP net of uh, real interest. I mean, uh, um, what am I trying to say? There, there was real growth, right? It wasn't like we just grew because we, we were injecting ourselves with um, um, cheap money. There was cheap money to be had, and now that period is over. But it doesn't mean during that period we weren't also, you know, building great things. Um, pretty much all of AWS came post 2010, right? So uh, mm-hmm. Amazon Web Services and like that that build out for Web 2.0. It, we're really we haven't even seen i don't want to sound like kathy wood but we haven't seen a lot of those fruits come yet like if you go back even even shorter let's talk about uber right like seven uh, maybe not seven maybe like six years ago actually i don't it doesn't matter but when we miss we truly misunderstood what uber was trying to do it was like taxi company blah blah um and now it's like they're actually logistics right they're doing trucking they're doing boats um and we still see it as like, oh, Uber Eats. I'm going to take a ride, and it's going to cost me twenty dollars. I don't need a car. Um, all that stuff came um, by the way of you know not necessarily 100 percent attributed to cheap money, but a lot of those technologies that we're seeing now or, or seeing that were in early days, let's call it five six years ago, um, they're not zeros necessarily. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't mean just like like we saw Snapchat get destroyed. Does that mean Snapchat's a zero? It's possible, but is it probable? I don't think so. I still know a lot of like millennials will use Snapchat, right? It's like a form of communication for them. Um, the same way we're on Discord. Maybe Discord overtakes Snapchat, but does our communication go away? Does like our connectivity go away? Uh, we're on the chat right now with, what we have like 20 people? We don't even know each other's faces, but we're all talking here, right? That's that's 100% attributed to, to technology. So I don't necessarily think it goes away. Maybe it takes a different shape, takes a different form, um, and maybe a lot of PEs and, and get get cut. 
Um, pay attention to the price to cash. It's my favorite multiple um, because it's cash is true, right? Unless they're, unless they're lying and then some Enron shit, then, then different story altogether. Um, coin for me was an automatic long when their price to cash hit 1.8. That was when they dropped down to $42 or 48 intraday. And I was like, this makes zero sense. Is Coinbase going to be, it assumes that Coinbase will have run out of all cash and be non-operational within 1.8 years. That's, that's what you convert it to. I don't think Coinbase yeah. is gone in under two years. Do you? Right? Like, it's just kind of like, oh, what the heck? That doesn't make no sense. But you look at like a PE, I shorted Costco the other day, and I'm looking at like a 30 PE for retail. And I'm comparing it to BJ's, I'm comparing it to Target, Walmart. That's a hot, that's really expensive. I could be wrong. Maybe it's worth 35 PE. I have no idea. But the, the, those are things to pay attention to, I think, times like this. And also just to maintain liquidity when you have these thoughts. Um, you can actually participate i just posted yeah that's a good chart. point um, um it, it we won't go down to um, all eight or nine levels uh, because the cheap the cheap credit creates value <laughs> sorry was there someone was trying to say something else uh hear myself said seven uh your uh, mic is repeating or yeah my bad one sec I could not could add another question if you like to uh, fun more fun question. Uh, I think there are still billions uh, in the crypto market um, just because of Plan B's uh, valuation model. It's just a theory, and at one point he will have to invalidate his own model. It is at least what I'm thinking, and uh, I think this could create a huge crash at some point. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, Professor, you want to take this one? As I, 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 I think Plan B and like even Jurian, Jurian Timmer from Fidelity, he had an overlay model based on network growth, um, and what was it Metcalf's law, right, of of network growth? Um, I think what they're forgetting to add to layer on is truly liquidity, right? It's it's network growth uh, is true in, if it's in its own call it vacuum, right? Like un untethered. Um, growth, which maybe that happens when we get into space, but like as of right now, gravity is based on M1 and M2. Uh, financial gravity, let's call it, right, is based on quantity of money and velocity of money. And velocity is definitely slowing, and quantity we're feeling will, 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 will be eventually tightened. But I, I, I think a lot of people look to Plan B, and uh, who's the other guy? Willy Woo, um, for those growth models, and They've, they've been wrong, right? They were like 80K last August, definitely 100K by 2022. And we we're like a fraction of that right now. And it, it, it like, whenever BTC dominance rockets the way it, it, it did in the last couple months, let's call it, it's usually a sign of like, that's the crypto bros fleeing to safe haven. Yeah, I do have a comment on this. Um, so his model clearly didn't work. Um, I think that started becoming evident in like November of 2021 when it was like, what was BTC at like 50s, 50s or 60K and like his his target was like 300K, right? So people were starting to say, they're, they're starting to count down like only, 
only um, six more weeks until BTC goes from 50K to 300K. I cannot wait. And uh, I mean, I I think some people were joking about that. Some people I think were not, not joking about that. Here's what I would have to say to those people. That model, if like since it's been invalidated, a lot of those participants are probably gone. There are probably some like very like zealot like followers of his that are still in BTC, but I'm not sure if they would have like huge so- significant size. Um, mostly probably like retail, because the people, the more like sophisticated or um, institutional traders that were going off of that, because I know like Citibank and Bank of America, and I think JP Morgan even cited some of his work. Um, those those entities, those individuals, those market participants are probably have probably already capitulated. The remaining are probably um, much the smaller guys and gals of the universe. But it is a good point. Yeah, because at the beginning, it really drew my attention and uh, it really sounded so believable. Um, but uh, if you get dig deeper, um, it's nonsense. Uh, somehow an idea, but yeah, has its flaws. No, yeah, it's a good question. Anybody else? And did you talk about? I'm I'm bringing up all the crisis topics. Sorry, I'm. It's, it's just my nature. I'm always seeing risks um, before I see something good. Um, um, um. When do you think um, USDT will? crash actually go to zero <laughs> because what 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 they have in their books is like they, they they even have they have low level audited paper um papers to to show that they have stored value but if you ask me I, i've worked for audit firm, firms it does mean nothing um so at the end um we sadly do not have so USDT, um, I, I thought about this because it also kind of lost its peg, but there have been, first of all, they post quarterly um, attestations, which I know doesn't show much, especially if you are an auditor, you're probably like, okay, this doesn't tell me too much, but there have been redemptions of uh, from reputable firms like Alameda where they publicly kind of say, hey, we redeemed you know, a couple hundred million dollars or whatever it is successfully from you know, USDT into USD. So I think that kind of confidence is holding it up. I know the rest of it is quite murky and unfortunately the data is not public. So all I, have to, all I can really say is that like, maybe it is a Ponzi, um, but if it does collapse USDT, that would be the liquidity crisis of the entire industry because there are so many pairs um, that go with USDT um, in crypto that like if everyone is just rushing out of USDT, I can see, I can just see, you know, USDT pairs go 
the spreads are just like blown out super crazy. Um, and in some cases, some exchanges might might even like delist it, like they did for like Luna, Luna pairs when it, it just started going to zero. So I don't want that to happen actually, because if it did happen, this industry would be really really blown up. I think they're at like eighty eighty billion or hundred billion market cap, and just to see that go in like what three days it took like Luna or USD. If that happens in three days, because Luna was like 15, 20 bill. We're talking about five times that. So imagine five times of what just happened. That would be a massacre. Capital destroyed. Yeah, I have a couple yeah. of things to add here. Um, medicine, I didn't know you're, you're, you know this. Um, Luna and UST, well, let's, let's go back. UST was an algo an algo calculated stablecoin, right? That's a mouthful. Um, USDT is collateral based, right? They don't necessarily like that's that's the big question, right? Um, what is the collateral composite made of? From my understanding, is a lot of it's commercial paper, um, but there's there's some liquidity at least to that, and there's some value to that. Whereas UST's value was drawn from the equity value in Luna. So if like they're directly related, and if you have one kind of collapsing, you're kind of creating a black hole on the other, right? Um, whereas we had uh, when USDT when UST was collapsing, there was a liquidity scare even at Coinbase, right? That's when Coinbase hit the 42 um, or 48. I don't remember, but um, that day I think there was some eight billion in redemptions in USDT, which shows like that's how much liquidity they have. Um, I know 8 billion out of a market cap of uh, Professor, forgot what you said, but um, it's probably a multiple of that. 80 to 100. 80 to 100. So 10% of of its entire market cap was was redeemed in a day, or let's call it the the 48-hour saga. Um, So that shows how they do do have that in, in cash and they can get it to customers if they need it. Or one is um, where that threshold lies, like in terms of an LTV, maybe it's 50 billion. I have no idea. Um, but I, I'm glad you brought that up because I do think people with public, public, publicly known um, liquidation levels. I'm looking. I'm thinking about Sailor. Um, they kind of have a target on their back. So if you're making enemies, like like DK was, and you have a publicly known liquidation level. Uh, you're, feels like you're like just walking a very thin line for those for those folks, and I would I know we're relatively bullish on we isn't collectively, but Professor and Shaggy pointed this out um, on Tron. That definitely has a liquidation level because it's the same structured product. Um, yeah, and Justin he has his own enemies. I think last year, this time the the speculation from 4chan was. Justin slept with someone's wife, and then they wanted to tank. They wanted to liquidate him, um, which was this like one like his position was on his own exchange, but also on Binance or something like that. So uh, it's just a very very precarious time right now to be like out there in size. There's a lot of there's a lot a lot of moving parts. Um, Yeah. Can you hear me? And. Just liquidating USDT would also cause um, uh, ripple effects in the in the real market. Uh, I would say um, because they have then to sell their collateral, and 
that's quite a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Maddie, you were going to say something? Yeah, great. Um, I've been, when you brought up that thing about Justin Sun, I started looking into it. I was watching the whole Luna thing and I was talking about its collapse like before it happened and just the whole reflexivity of that market. And you guys talking USDD and TRX is the same type of system. The one thing I find fascinating is Justin Sun is like, if you look up his name, he's he's almost a known criminal. Like the things that he's done and all his background, I don't, I'm with you. I don't think it's enough to stop retail from seeking yield. But then you get into this thing where he owns, he bought Poloniex. So he almost, and then he, he owns the swap systems. So it's a little bit different than Luna in that he owns the ecosystems to where 90% of the trading volume is going to happen. And it it's just another, it's, it's interesting. Like, I think it adds a huge risk to it because a lot of people that would be getting into the trade have to or will put money on these exchanges or these swap platforms that he has control over. It's just, it's kind of a bizarre circumstance. Yeah, I hate to say it about our industry, but like people ape into things that are called like Wonderland time, for example. <laughs> and we think that this is like the future of finance. Um, when it's got like 86,000% APY or uh, APR when, when they're going that. Um, I'm thinking they're strictly as a trader, not like to say, hey, this is the next area of innovation in the space. That following the narrative seems to, seems to hold true in terms of having plus EV outcomes as a trader. Because initially I was thinking, okay, after the little debacle, no one's going to touch this stuff. But if you look at um, Tron and USDD, like that is living proof staring at you in the face. That is not the case. And people are still willing to stick their heads out. In addition to that, not just um, Tron, but if you look at, I would say Aave um, is literally the golden you know, source of truth in terms of like how we are doing as an in industry. In terms of the technical stuff, you know, Ave printed a low of 66 on after the whole Luna debacle ended, like the Pico, the Pico low, and I think it's trading at a hundred bucks right now. So we're like 60% off the lows. So there's still faith in DeFi, um, but there's nothing that's going to stop retail people from retail traders, and that's us from jumping into the next hot, sexy thing, especially if there's if they're saying that it's 30% yield, right? It's uh Yeah, I, I, I do. Have you seen any stats about how much money has gotten siphoned out of retail and how much is left? Like did this wave of retail traders get blown out basically? Oh yeah, I mean, there's even people in our Discord. Um, I mean, I notified Ariel. I don't know if you're still with us, but I know Ariel had a pretty significant position in UST and he was, he was always messaging me in private DMs. When you get out, please let me know. When you get out, please let me know. And, you know, I don't want to stomp on anyone's like grave or anything, but we got out days before this happened. I'm um, not just saying this to toot my own horn, but like we, I noticed like 4% consecutive daily 
um, reductions in TVL on Anchor in a row. And I was like, okay, that's the, I think this is con- kind of concerning. There are definitely people, retail traders that got sick, really, really hurt from this. There's people on Reddit, there's people on Twitter writing like really, really long threads about having their entire life savings. People bought houses, right, in California. I think there was someone on TikTok that bought a house with with uh, a regular mortgage, but then they put in like um, some money that they loaned into Luna because, oh, the, the interest rate, you know, my mortgage, my monthly mortgage is like 7,000 US dollars, but with the amount of money that I borrowed from the bank and I put it into, uh, what's it called? Um, Anchor. Anchor. You know, I'm paying, this is paying for my house. I get a free house. Um, those people are blown up completely. Yeah. Have you, I wonder if you've ever seen any numbers like the total amount of retail capital in the market. And so we know how much just got blown out. So that would be kind of an interesting way to get an idea of how high uh, TRX could go, right? Like we have half the capital in the market. We probably, I'm thinking at least half of retail traders got wiped out of their accounts. So does that limit the upside? And then my other big problem with USDD is like, you have to go to shitty exchanges to, I guess you don't have to go to a shitty exchange to get access to Tron. You can get that anywhere, but USDD is just shitty exchanges. Yeah. So, so for the first part of your question, I would actually, there's a, you can probably see the amount of withdrawals that happened before May 9th. I think it was the official, um, or May 12th. So I would see how much UST actually got pulled out. And that is actually the, the capital that survived. And then after that, you probably have a, an equation that you can run where it's like, okay, this, they, they got out like 70 cents in the dollar. These people got out 60 cents in the dollar. These people got out 20 cents in the dollar. And then right now it's a nothing, I think. And that's the capital that's officially destroyed. But I don't have a breakdown of like if this is owned by retail or if this is owned by institutions. There are sophisticated institutions that got burdened by this too. I think Jump oh. Capital was like 115 mil. I know a couple of hedge funds that were in it. I was telling them before it happened, like this is a game of musical chairs and it's half luck if you just get out in time. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for bringing that up. I just thought it was, I thought it was interesting. It's it. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good to talk about. Ariel, you're, you're showing your face in front of all these 20 people. Not that we don't want to see your face, but you're muted though. I don't know if you're trying to speak, but we could see you. Okay, maybe not then. Any other questions? We got like 10 minutes on the hour. No question too small. Yeah, I have a question, um, Professor. Uh, I wanted to know, uh, what is given the talk about Terra and um, what is your uh, just general outtake on the future of um, algorithmic stable coins and any other ones that we should be um, concerned looking at? 
So my initial response to that is we are definitely set back in terms of progress. Maybe like two to three years. There, that doesn't mean that they're gonna developers are gonna stop because you already had people before this Luna debacle um, developing them. Do I think like we need them in the space? I don't know, and I don't. I'm leaning toward no. Um, the re the main premise of creating an algo stable was because we the crypto people they wanted to the really diehard crypto folks, you know, they want decentralized money, and what we built so far is USDC and USDT, which is one to one with the US dollar. So what what good does that make us do if you know we have a crypto that's pegged to something that's fiat? So that's why there's a lot of research and development going on from all these VC, all the VC uh, capital and all this human resources, all these developers that are focused on building an algo stable coin because you know we want to we want to shift from something to something better. Um, do I think it's a waste of resources? I don't think you're going to stop those people. Um, from trying. So you're going to get another version of USDD. You're going to get another version of, of DAI. MIM was one. Um, and, you know, I, I think that experimentation is going to be ongoing still for the next decade until like 2030. Um, I have no doubt that it will keep going just because the money is already there, the resources are already deployed. Um, but in terms of progress, like that model. Uh, what, whatever the burning mechanism that Luna created, like, oh, if you want to mint UST, you're burning Luna. But if you want to come out of UST, you're you're then selling Luna. I think that model has just proven itself to be to be dead. There's some arguments, though. Um, I think it was Let's Go that asked this question that said, like, it's just because Luna grew too fast. So, like, they weren't able to build up their, like, reserves fast enough. Um, I mean... Even then, I mean, they should have caught this early earlier because there was like three billion dollars in Bitcoin um, to back the what was it like at all time high like twenty five billion or like thirty billion UST. I forgot the number. Um, that's just not enough. Like ten percent backed. That's just that's just ludicrous. Um, but yeah, I think I said my piece. I think they're going to still continue developing. On that same note, if you guys looked at, it seemed like the best way to play Luna was to get into these DGEN boxes and just ape in, use leverage, get it while the getting was good, and then get out as soon as the music stopped. Have you guys seen any plays like that? That is usually the theme in crypto. Like you get in early and then you get out. Um, so you get to play the game that they, the developers built. I always see it as like, okay, if the developers built this, what's in it for them? Because they definitely like program this in a way where like it probably benefits the people who build. Um, that might be in the form of price appreciation or building a user base, right? And then, like a prime example is DeFi 2.0 when all the Ohm forks start coming out. Um, get in early, right? And then you start doing all those rebasing, and then the and then everyone apes in after you. And then the price goes up. The price of the token comes up, uh, goes up, and then you get more yield on your rebases. Um, and eventually their, their goal was, you know, that four, four me. 
game where like nobody sells. But of course, that's only true in a perfect world, and we're not in a perfect world. People are going to sell their rebases. It actually was more plus EV to sell immediately after you got it. Yeah, I guess I didn't state my question. Um, have you seen any applications like Avracadabra or these DGen boxes to where you can, it's not just buying Luna, but actually doing some kind of loop to where you're making 100% APY instead of 20%? Not in this market. The most recent one that we, you could say was PTP when they had the Platypus Wars, which was similar to Curve Wars. Um, but that that has died. I would look if you're looking for those types of plays. Uh, I think they're going to be a little. They're going to come much. They're going to be a little more rare or come much more seldom when they uh, have liquidity mining programs, which is like they basically raise a bunch of money from VCs and now they're like paying it out to users to acquire to bootstrap. Yeah. Them. I'm just kind of wondering, uh, USDD and TRX is a literally a mirror copy of of Luna, right? So I'm wondering if there is an Abracadabra type thing set up for it, but I guess not yet. That I'm not sure about, but you know, I think there is still some room to the TRX USDD play. I know it's not a long term investment, but short term, like if uh, you got in last week, you can get the bonus APRs. I, st I still think that he's doing on just lend. I think that's his website. You can still get the thirty percent on USDD. Yeah, that, that's what I've seen too. It, it seems like such a bad idea to stick a lot of capital on a Justin Sun controlled exchange. Yeah, I would not go. I would not put the. Uh, I would not. I would not bet the farm on this one. <laughs> Yeah, that was it. All right, thanks, Maddie. Ariel, you trying to say something? Well, I want to add one thing. If someone is looking for a cipher bet on stablecoins, you must look for the Bet Phoenix twenty-five percent APR, and it's the legitimate exchange on crypto that we have. Oh yeah. Someone I think Shaggy it. shared that one, right? Shaggy shared that one, and it was on uh, one was FTX, and the other one was uh, Bitfinex, twenty three percent on USDT. Or I think I might be completely wrong. Yeah, it, it wasn't on USDT; it was on US dollar, basically. On US dollars, wow. Yeah, I think it's Probably. because of the uh, the traders, right? The yield is coming from traders. Yeah, they are boring. Debtor or US dollar to short Bitcoin or short whatever they want. But is funding that high though to pay out 25%? Like in a bull market, I could see that happening because everyone's just longing their longs and longing resistance into all time highs. But um, what's the funding like? Pretty reasonable, no? I don't trade futures. Someone, someone who trades futures probably knows this off the top of their head. I think it's due to the high funding on Tether, the USDD. People are shorting USDD with borrowing for your dollars. Just as a hedge if it collapses. So that's where the APR is high right now. On the 12th of May, it almost hit 
Wow. Yeah, that actually doesn't make any mathematical sense why they... How, how many weeks has it been ongoing? Because it's, it's, uh, it's live, right? That rate? It's floating? Yeah. yeah, I'll find a historical chart and post soon after this. Yeah, that would be insane. 25% and you get paid by traders. That's a pretty safe bet because like the trader would have to have the collateral um, to make the trade. So it's not like your money would, would melt. And you said it's in USD. I got to check that out. Have you tried it, Shaggy? Yeah, I have deposited like $1,000 just to test how it's going. And it's, it's basically well. it's basically lending. It's basically lending. You're lending your money to the other trader who's shorting by borrowing money from you. It's not like staking or depositing depositing your asset. It's basically lending. Yeah, I know. I understand. Yeah. 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 Ariel. Hi guys. Sorry. Sorry for the face. I don't know. What happened? I pressed all the buttons. My microphone is not working. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Listen. Uh, first of all, uh, great to be here, Professor. Thanks for the notice about the UST. Save my ass. Um, I just want to say one thing. Really, I have no questions to say. Just to those guys who are trading perpetual futures, please use stop loss. Uh, if you are going in that direction, know the resistance, the support, the stop loss, the TP, because it will take your money and you will be erased. Please be careful with that, because I see that in Discord, and like I want all all who are in the Discord to be safe in that way. Nothing more to say, guys. Yeah, that's a really good PSA. Um... Especially, I don't know if uh, Sed7 is on here or Moscow. I know they had a couple bad runs recently. I was speaking to Quantum, dude. I told them, I, I, I tried really like to explain to all, you cannot trade virtual with 20x and not use stop loss. 100% you will get it. Not today, tomorrow. Just so, guys, please. You want to go in that way? Please be careful. I don't want like nobody to get hurt. That's all I want to say, guys. Yeah, good PSA. I mean, trading this chop is very, very challenging. Like yes, 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 professor. Yeah, exactly, sir. Especially in that in this chop in that channel we are in, like for trade perpetual, you need to know like what you are doing because it's, it will chop you in 10, 10 minutes. Like just what my, my five cents to add here and and uh, be careful to put money in USDD because if not the professor and I, I was, was sleeping at night and no DM from the professor I would have been like erased. Like not erased, but you know, to lose like five figures is not fun, you know, guys. So yeah. Good PSA, Ariel. Thank you, sir. Any? Yeah, we are just at the top of the hour. Um, 
Maybe we can do squeeze in one last one if anybody has anything else. But if not, we can watch this market close last hour. Okay, sounds like no other questions. So just to recap how I'm playing this, um, if you missed it early on in the call, we are in literally a 6% channel for the last like 12, four, like 14 days, let's just call it. So there's literally not too much to room to play. Last summer, just as a reference, right? If you're gonna go with the, oh, it's summertime, it's less liquidity, MMs are leaving, traders are, are going on vacation. We still had a 27% range to, to play in, which is much, much more, much easier to, to trade um, the ups and downs. So what I'm gonna say is like, I'm longing a breakout above like 30, I would say 30.5K is when I'm gonna start to get long. Um, if I don't see like an immediate within a one or two day follow through of the breakout, um, I'm probably gonna lose conviction close along and flip back short into mid-range, which seems to be around like 29.5K. 29 um, but if it does break out and there's continuation the next day, um, I'm gonna give it two days because usually sh like these types of bear market rallies are quite fast, two days. Um, I would take it to as high as like 32.7K is where I'd start to uh, scale out of longs. Um, if I'm in options positions or perps, um, I'll speak mainly to options traders. Like, I'll be closing like a majority of my calls, if not all, by like 32.7k. Um, spot positions, I'd probably close 80%, 32.7k into like maybe. Uh, I don't want to say 35k because um, everything is just so sold so hard. I'd rather TP early, um, but I would keep 20% of spot positions. Um, that's across BTC, ETH, probably a little bit as well. Um, I like TRX still. Near, maybe. Um, it's quite weak, near. Um, and then now for the downside, I would not fade the breakdown um, either. So, like, the breakdown would be, I, I think I shared this chart, but I'm lo just looking at it on my other screen. Breakdown out of like 28.6K. 28.6K out of flat trend. Um, buy some puts probably for like 20 weeklies. I'm talking about weeklies here because it's probably going to happen fast. Um, buy some puts like 26K, 25K strike June 10th because um, it's I expect it to happen. Um, if nothing happens, then there's no action, right? Then you just hold. Uh, for equities, I already told you guys I bought some spy calls. Uh, I think for equities, there's a, there's a chance from last week to get long uh, because of Bostic's uh, more dovish tone um, being that we can start or start start stopping is no stop stop hiking rates is what I'm trying to say um, and I think that might cause a, a pump in spy I also got picked up some TLT calls as well I think 125 strike June 10th expiration for my spy position, it's 400, 400 strike, June 10th expiration. And then for fun, I, I long some Snapchat calls. Um, this one is July 1st expiration, 20 strike. 
that one is very small in size. It's just for fun. Um, I wouldn't go all in snap calls. It's just that it got destroyed, and I think uh, it's um, not meant to be destroyed that much. Similar thing for Coin. I think Berlin already mentioned this. Coin already. I think that move is largely done, though, because Coin moved up 60% from the lows. Uh, wait, Berlin, do you think there's still more upside to Coin or not? Really I forgot. <clears throat> it really depends on. So I'm expecting another like down in equities. So I'm expecting Coin to like be back in the 50s. I actually think it was 50 yesterday. I think I missed my, my alert. Oh, so we're on opposite sides. You bought puts for Spy? I have puts on Spy, yeah. I would buy puts at like 405 Spy. I'm going to close my calls at 405. Um, and then probably wait around to see if I can get long some puts. I'm pretty bearish. I'm pretty bear So I'm pretty bearish, but very specific. So opposite of you. Um, so I, except for Spy. So I have puts on Costco and I have puts on Lulu. I think I shared the Lulu play in the chat or the Costco. I forgot. I think I shared them in the chat. Um, I agree with Lulu, but no one's going to be buying $150 um, yoga pants. But why Costco? I thought um, Costco, Target, um, those like household necessities are pretty good in this session. I'm glad you take a look at Target. Uh, I'll put it in the chat. Um, so Costco is probably a little bit more recession proof, um, but Target, if you want to take a look at this, I just dropped it into our live stream chat. Um, that's what it did last week. Wow. Gap down from 210 to 150. Oh, well, that's because of the, uh, they raised the price of the hot dog. You can't do that in America. That's Costco. America. Costco is, uh, they threatened the CEO, threatened, or the president threatened the CEO, and he said I was raised the price of a hot dog from a like dollar to like $2. Um, oh, WMT is World of Mobile? Wait, oh, my goodness. It, no, no, no. Sorry. Ignore that. I was trying to show Target. It also fell off a cliff. Um, so Costco, my thesis isn't as strong because Costco does two things that are different from Target and Walmart. Um, one, it's a subscription model, so it's closer to BJ's. So people are paying to shop there. Uh, people who Costco are usually just higher income earners, right? So they have uh, more of a buffer. Uh, and number two, Costco sells a lot of Costco, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of Costco sell gas and alcohol, which are Target does not sell alcohol. I think they might sell beer in places, but they don't sell alcohol. Um, so th that those are the two things that would keep Costco here. Um, but Costco's PE is like 30. And like, if you look at like other PEs, it's trading, it's trading in nearly like a it's not to say they don't, they have a moat for sure. Like, Costco's like the one place people talk about that Amazon could not defeat was Costco. I still believe in that. I shop there myself. I love, I love Costco. I love their free snacks or samples. Um, but trading at a, yeah, I might be wrong, 35. Their P is 35 and their 4P is 30. Wait. Got new. Uh, when I, whenever I see equities, especially uh, crypto, this works in crypto too. Whenever I see a gap down like this, I love. You want to go long? You want to go yeah, long calls? So, yeah, I did this on, on um, Snap. NVIDIA, I think. Oh, okay, I just yeah. did it. I did it on video like a few weeks ago, and I I clipped like seventy percent. It was a small trade, less than ten thousand dollars notional. Yeah. But like, I you you usually get like a pretty juicy like pump from um from the bids buying buying this 
gap down. No. So yes and no. I think we're we're in such like bear territory that that normally that would work, right? You kind of like catching a falling knife. Um, one really good example where like if you maintain your bearish bet. So I had Netflix here. This is a really good example. I had Netflix puts going into uh, earnings and Netflix completely collapsed, right? So I did well. I did okay. But if I had kept the puts for another um, three days, four days, it would have been even better. Check this out. So if you pulled your long haul post second gap down, right, you would still be underwater. You'd be, you would be eliminated by now. The calls would be gone. Oh, so, okay. I usually, so I usually see the gap down and I play the first bounce and I don't look at it. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so just... mean reversion or like dead cat bounce. Yeah. That's, I, I, it definitely could apply. It clearly didn't work for Netflix. Might work for Costco. Um, I don't know if it did work for Target. Definitely worked for Snapchat. Snapchat fell like 40% yesterday. Today's up 8% or 9%. So, yeah, you can't really call every single one. But that's that's my game plan right now for Costco and Lulu. It's really retail-based and spending-based. Um, just a quick, like, it's kind of my own. It's, it's uh, anecdotal at best, really. But I'm curbing my spending left and right just because i don't like my my 401k looks like it's chopped in half my ira looks like it's chopped in half so like maybe i don't go on that extra one vacation to cancun later in the fall maybe i don't fly you know with delta maybe i fly with spirit or something like that those are the things i'm thinking about um you know so like those are very real because i'm like reacting that's literally what the fed wants right they're like well you, you guys feel you guys have made so much money in the last two years we have to take some back from you, um, then I will act accordingly. I won't shop at Lulu. I won't fly first class. I won't buy a steak every other week or whatever. I'll, I'll buy a fucking burger. Um, that's how I'm, that's how I'm behaving. So, last, um, yeah. Last uh, comment. I think Dixie looks toppy, um, which is potential fuel for a BTC run because we've noticed uh, Dixie. Be have an inverse relationship with BTC. Um, I I, I don't want to say that because still dollars looks looks to be really really everyone cash is not longer trash. People are trying to get cash, which is why Dixie had this insane run. But I'm also looking at the euro. Um, euro looks like it's bottomed out and it's actually ready for a little run against the dollar at least. Um, that's my take. And that's a weaker dollar would be good for BTC. Um, for the Americans listening in, you're probably not going to really see it to your day to day. Um, but I'll post a Euro chart too. But I would get long Euro if I was trading Forex. Um, and I would probably get short Dixie. But my short Dixie is just getting long BTC. So that's uh, another trade idea. I don't know if you agree or disagree with that. Anyone can uh, speak up and then. Probably I have to jump after this because one re reorganize my book. Okay. 